Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the Axe Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? That is what happens when you don't mute your Google Chrome because you're doing show prep up until the very last second because you got distracted by doing a TikTok live stream in the middle of your show prep and you actually start getting viewers and people communicating with you and somebody asked me if I'm a Muslim, but that's another story for another time. Gordon, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Hey. We'll just start off the show with a quote that you can relate with. You ready? Me or the audience? Uh, I think you, and maybe okay. the rest of the audience, depending on the audience. What's up, Morgan Long of G5, checking in on Facebook. There if you, you go. If you guys are watching on YouTube, um, we do a lot of our chat through Facebook, just because I only have so many monitors, I can't view all of them. So if you're chatting to us on YouTube, and we're not ignoring you, um, just most of our chats go through Facebook. So you can look for the What's in Your Head podcast on Facebook. Occasionally I do switch over and look at the YouTube as well. Maybe I'll have Gordon do the uh, Facebook and I'll handle the YouTube. How's that sound? Yeah, something like that. Okay. We, can, we can work on that next Anyhow, next quote of the sure. day. I'm just switching YouTube right now, but quote all of the right. day. Go ahead. Uh, it's hotter than a butt cheek sandwich. I'm up to my knees in chicken shit. Fuck this. I'm going to go fishing with my new fishing lure. Tell you what. That's funny. I actually saw that the other day. That's, uh, I want to say Captain Howdy, but no, that's, that's dipshit. That's the guy that Rob Zombie made famous at the end of his career by putting him in the House of a Thousand Corpses and all that stuff, right? Captain Paul, Captain Paulding, yes. Yeah, he played Captain the, Spaulding, yeah. yes. I said Captain Howdy, but that's the dickhead from, uh, that was D. Snyder from <laughs> in that stupid movie he put out. God, that movie was so dumb. You remember that movie? Uh, it was like one of the first early movies that was based on the internet. Oh, what the hell was that dumb movie? It was. I saw it in a the theater, and it was so stupid. Uh, let me just type in Captain Howdy. <laughs> Captain Howdy. Twist, uh, well, Howdy. Well, apparently it's a song by Twisted Sister as well, but the name of the movie was... It was 1998. It was called Strangeland. Yes, Strangeland. And... Uh, He's all done up with the piercings and the, oh God, are you, are, are you glad you never fell into the hipster, not really hipster, but super popular tattoo trends of the time? You mean like the, um, the tribal tattoos? Yeah. I'm looking at Captain Howdy. He's got the tribal tattoos all over him. And I saw a great TikTok. This guy's like, you can only allow one. There's like five people in the room. One. He goes, up to one friend with tribal tattoos. So, Strangeland is a 1998 American slasher film written by Dee Schneider mm-hmm. and directed by John Pipelow. The film centers around a police detective trying to save his city, as well as his daughter, from an online predator who enjoys being enlightened through ritual pain. Yeah, and it had a lot to do with the internet. It was like he like would track people down through chat rooms and stuff and so a lot of old modem dial-up sounds and all the all the old school stuff but, that would have been funny if ahead of time he showed up somewhere and there was a plate of cookies yeah the old chris hansen bit you know they filmed that like season one they filmed down here in fort myers a lot of those creep well actually the creepers drove from out of city to come down here but yeah a lot oh of just quit trying to hide it i know you love florida but Y'all got some weird dudes there. Real quick, it's a Monday night. Some of y'all are getting your kids ready for school tomorrow. 
effective today. Lee County schools enact mask mandate with no opt-out. Public school students in Lee County will be now required to wear a mask at the school with a no opt-out option. School board previously called a special meeting today at 5 p.m. to add mask rules. Ahead of the meeting, uh, Superintendent Ken Savage, how's that for Superintendent Savage, enacted a mandate to require masks for all students and teachers with a no opt-out, determining that the board vote was not applicable in this situation, similar to the previous school year. Last week, an executive order from Governor DeSantis barring school districts from enacting mask mandates with no parent opt-outs that cited the Parental Bill of Rights was struck down by a circuit judge. Not that it matters because there's always loopholes, and before it was struck down by a circuit judge, a lot of the schools were not making it a mask mandate. They were making it part of their dress code. So that's how they were getting around the loophole. The mandate will go into effect on Wednesday, September 1st, and last for 30 days. It will be reassessed after that time. And I have to say... I agree with it. Um, we, you know, it's so weird to see all my friends on Facebook like this week or like the end of last week posting their first day of school photos for their kids when our kids are like on beginning of week five now, I think. Mm-hmm. And like, if not every day, every other day, I'm getting like two to three text messages from Nugget School saying that kids are out with um, COVID. Yeah, but my question is, is when they eat lunch, they don't have their mask on. So, like on a plane, does that prevent the COVID from spreading? I'm I'm with you with the whole lack of science behind mask, but I'm also like with you that the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. And in the fact that, yes, a I would say 40 to maybe pushing on 50% of the student body was homeschooling last year, but there were still, you know, uh, the... It, it was weird how they divided it. So mm-hmm. in one grade, let's say at the elementary school level, let's say you had four fourth grade classes, two of the teachers would handle at home, two of the teachers would handle in school. So those two teachers would have a solid full class. They would still have 25 kids in those two classes instead of split them up amongst the four teachers, right? But they had the mask mandates last year, and they had less numbers. Not only are kids out this year, there are so many goddamn teachers out that they don't have enough substitutes. They were taking kids out of classes last week at certain schools, like dividing, the, taking those 25 kids, cutting them into ch- uh, groups of seven and putting those seven kids in other classes because they do not have enough teachers because teachers are getting it, students are getting it. And so going back to the proof is in the pudding, you know, yes, less people were in the building, but they still had full classes last year and they had to wear the mask. This year there's no mandates and... And, well, you do also have the Delta variant. Which is as contagious, if not more, than chicken pox, according to uh, everything I've heard. But at the end of the day, um, like I said, we're four weeks in, and I I probably got 20 text messages on my phone for the last four weeks of students at the middle school level being out. So it definitely is spreading. And so maybe after the 30 days, they'll see either A, the mask doesn't do anything, or B, it does do something, or C, we're getting closer to a herd immunity level because now just about every student has had it and or same with the faculty. But yeah, it's getting super, super crazy with that. And so as of right now, um, if you guys are parents and you're watching us, make sure you send your kids to school with their masks tomorrow. Yep. Just want to give everybody a shout out. We had them on last week, Ron and Mike from the Tackle Your Best podcast it is now up um you can find them on stitcher for now we're working on getting them up on apple the problem is not with them there are so many goddamn podcasts out there when you go to my apple account 
to mm-hmm. add another podcast, more often than not, the page freezes up. They are so overloaded with people submitting podcasts. <clears throat> it, it's like you can't barely get into your account to view your your hits and all that stuff. And so right now we do have them up on, not sorry, not Stitcher, but Spotify. Yeah, I was going to say Spotify is where I listen Spotify. to it. It came up fine, easy. And you yeah. can just go to uh, pbbates.d-410.com or you just go to d-410.com just like all of our other podcasts. Anytime a new episode is up, we will send you a, there will be a link on our page directly to their page. Uh, their page is coming around. It's still under construction per se, but um, there is a link um, to, um, no, that there isn't a link yet to the new episode, but yes, you can find it on Spotify. I got to get with them to uh, help them get that sorted out. But yes, that is all good in the hood. Speaking of COVID, because we don't want to stick around too much on that topic. And you guys kind of heard me inadvertently play it because my Google audio was still running. We've said in the past that, uh, you know, certain Groups of people with certain ideologies starting to go astray when you're losing Bill Maher, and more and more. And, and it's not the first time. This last year, he's actually kind of uh, danced the line between the two. You know. Yeah, well, and we've played all pretty much all the clips that we were shocked that we agree with. And so, uh, leading up to this, here's another clip. Uh, this audio is a little crappy because somebody posted on Instagram after they recorded it off their TV. I tried to run a quick cleanup on it in the last 30 seconds before we went live. But here is another clip that I completely agree with. And if you're honest with yourself, you probably will agree with too. Here is Bill Maher. It also has to include addressing obesity. The ultimate third round. I know people hate it when you bring it up. But it's in the the paper this week. 40% 40% COVID deaths, people had diabetes. If name, name other, any other ailment someone would have, and you wouldn't say, oh my God, that's huge. We know 78% of the people who have died or went to the hospital, obese. 88% of the deaths in the world were from countries with high obesity rates. How long can we ignore what is at the core of the problem? It's something that was killing us slowly before COVID, and then with COVID, yes, your body cannot take the stress. It's not healthy to begin with. The least little thing will take you down. And we still do not have any messaging from the White House, from Dr. Fauci, from anybody. They will not mention it. Why? They don't want to offend Pepsi-Cola? Is that what it is? And McDonald's and all the shit food and stuff mm-hmm. that people put in their body? Don't people have, shouldn't they take some responsibility? You know, it's interesting that he says that because one thing I discovered, if you want to get a video not seen on TikTok with the exceptional waving a bayonet around, which will get you banned for 24 hours, include a, a corporate brand that uh, TikTok may or may not be trying to work advertising deals with in your oh, yeah. um, in your video, and it will not be seen. I remember like last year, it was like after. Remember when we were doing the every plate, and we came on the podcast talking about how great it was. We used every plate, Carrie and I, all through the the mm-hmm. pandemic, and we were eating at home, cooking at home. It was great, and we were talking about how easy it was and you were in fact saving money. And after a while, the menu started to repeat, but that wasn't why we stopped using it. Why we stopped using it was multiple times. Like we were getting like five or six meals in a box and they would forget like ingredients out of like two or three of the meals. And these aren't, these are more like not really proprietary, but they're usually a mix of spices that you can't really get on to Publix and figure out what exactly is in there. You do your best. 
But what really pushed it for us is it happened two times, and, and it sucks because I don't want to blame every plate. It's, it's the person who works at the fulfillment center who's doing it. And that was the chicken comes in vacuum-sealed packs that were apparently come in like a machine gun chain, and they're perforated, or they cut them. And the person mm-hmm. would cut it too close, and then, and then it would leak all over the contents of my box. Raw chicken goo. Blech. And so the first time we complained, we got a free box out of the deal. Okay, fine. Second time, that was it. And so I did a TikTok on it. Here's the chicken goo squirting all out. Hashtag two views basically tiktok just shadow banned it shut you down because at well, the time you know, listening they, to the bill maher i want to circle back well i was gonna say like at the time you. they were making getting money from um the parent company of every plate which was um the big one so, hello fresh yeah so that's why they didn't let anybody see my video which must have replaced blue apron along the way but um listening to what uh bill maher was saying you know, he says nobody's talking about. Actually, it's even worse. Fauci blasted Joe Rogan for basically saying the same thing. You need to get healthy. You need to get out. You need to work out. Saying you don't know what you're talking about. So it's 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 worse than them not saying it. It's they're going after the people who are trying to you know say hey, get your shit together, get healthy. Remember, we had Vinny Tortridge on this show. He yes. He came on to promote Fat to Documentary Part 2, and he was telling us that he was getting scrubbed for the internet, not for talking about hydroxychloroquine or anything else. Not He's not a Trump guy. He was getting scrubbed from the internet simply for talking about weight loss, getting healthy. And when people in his closed groups were talking about how much fat they lost, his group was getting ban notices and warnings for using the phrase fat. They weren't calling people fat. They weren't saying, hey, look at this fatty. It was, hey, my name's Steve. On this nutritional plan, I've lost 30 pounds because I, and actually they're kind of talking about in a positive way. It's like I was eating these fats and staying away from, you know, the carbohydrates and yada, yada, yada. And just from using the word the monosaturated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it got to the point where he's married to an actress who played a Bond girl. His name was scrubbed from her Wikipedia account. His Wikipedia account was deleted. You know, and so like they're it's all conspiracy theory, Don. All it's because he's talking about fitness and getting healthy. His internet presence is being scrubbed. Once again, he's not talking anything political. When who who said that Doctor Fauci is the only doctor the government can listen to? Uh, there are so many CNN, doctors, including and, three of the and, medical. And, professionals that i dealt with when i had covid that said don't take the fucking last vaccine yeah and all the doctors once and i tried to through proxy through Vinny, we tried to get dr drew on it didn't happen which is fine but dr drew was doing youtube live videos like we're doing right now where he and other active emergency room physicians people think dr drew just does tv shows no he's an active working emergency room physician yeah well he's an internist yes absolutely and the, him and these doctors, they weren't on there talking hypothetical. They weren't on there talking political. They were in there talking about what they were doing, the treatment plans, this and that, things that they were prescribing. And because of the medicines they were prescribing already existed, there's already patents on them, his his YouTube channel got three strikes. He got banned. For, like his, his channel got shut down for like 30 days because him and professional doctors, Active working emergency room physicians were talking about the treatment plans that they were giving, and it had nothing to do with the narrative. And it's so goddamn insane. Look, look, I know discourse is actually the part of science, but we can't let discourse get out into public because it'll push people against it. Here's the deal. I got my first shot. 
<clears throat> I got the COVID. I got the monoclonal antibody treatments. I'm on the fence about the second shot, and it's not that I don't trust the science, but I don't want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of the fu. I'm not going to do what you tell me. I mean, <laughs> seriously, at, at, at what what is the end game? Especially now that you know vaccinated people can carry it, can spread it, and can also get sick. Maybe not to the degree. Although I did see something interesting. So here's an example of the spin. If you have the vaccination, you have a and you get COVID, you have a 99.99% chance of survival. Mm-hmm. However, if you don't get the vaccination, you're 25 times more likely to die. Anybody oh. could do math. It actually comes out to be you have a 99.975 chance of survival, which is pretty darn Good. And you just had an 82% chance of being assassinated. Some little fuzzy head just peeked up over your shoulder and was like getting ready to jump on you. But yeah, yeah she wants attention. I saw that too. The it, dog's it, taking it, it off. It comes but, uh, down to like 0.1% difference between vaccine and vaccinated. And the, the whole thing has been the same. I mean, it's look, it is horrible that people die. It's horrible that they get it. But the numbers have not changed much since the beginning on the death rate, which is very, in reality, minute. But we're treating it like it's the Black Plague and 50% of the people die when they get it. And to Bill Maher's point, if we're going to talk about treatments and preventative maintenance and the things to do to make a healthier society, why aren't we talking about the big elephant in the room, no pun intended, which is uh, we need to get healthier. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I finally got back to the gym. I'm going back three days a week. I was talking to somebody this, and I didn't mean to do 10 minutes on COVID, but it is what it is. But when this shit first happened and they shut down the state of Florida and everybody else, I remember I ran 500 miles in 2020. So I, my exercise routine did not change at all. I just stopped going to the gym and worked out my garage and ran around my neighborhood. But I'm not saying that to brag. What I'm saying that is to, is prior to COVID, I've been running three. Okay. Okay. Junior. Um, I've been running three or four years and I run the same trail, which is around my neighborhood prior uh-huh. to COVID. It's usually me. And every once in a while I would see somebody on the, the workout equipment on the other side of the street doing pull-ups and all that. But very rarely you would see maybe one or two people when the city was, state was shut down. When we all went to Walmart and all the bikes were gone, all the gym equipment were gone. When I was running the same trails, I was seeing families like mom, dad, the three kids on their brand new bikes. They're all out walking and jogging. And every, every other day they're out there. It's like, you know, and I'm thinking, well, maybe people are realizing that there's a health, you know, there's a physical fitness aspect to this whole disease. No, it was their board of being home. As soon as the state opened back up, boom, just me and the tumbleweeds and the random coyote. And not to mention the vitamin D is a big part of it when I got COVID. Guess what they prescribed me a lot of? Vitamin D3, zinc, and vitamin C. But the irony there is if you lived in California, you're told you could walk on the beach, you couldn't sit on the beach, you couldn't lay on the beach, and if you went surfing, you got arrested. So the one thing that is healthy, vitamin D, and you had to wear a mask when you're on a horse trail by yourself. Yeah, so before we get pulled off of YouTube, I effed up yesterday and so did my wife. What'd you do? We both, I'm up this morning and using the restroom and and Katina comes in. She goes, you know what yesterday was? Like, what's that? She goes, look at this post from your mom. Happy anniversary. We both (laughs) forgot our anniversary. Well, that's a good thing because if you would have forgot and she did or vice versa, 
there had been hell to pay. But the fact yeah, although that, she has forgotten my birthday before, so I do dust that one off and trot it out for a victory lap every once in a while. I got that beat one year. Carrie put the wrong birthday down on my tax information <laughs> or a important piece of paperwork that then the paperwork was thus postponed for an inordinate amount of time because of the wrong birthday was put on it. <laughs> yep. Look at the bebop. Look at this cute face. Oh, the bebop. Do, 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 What's do. Up, kitty cat? So last week, I think it is, you mentioned the fact that where's David Post been? And for those of you yes, who are new to the show, David Post make a or, post. For those of you new to the show who haven't been around a while, um, David Post is a gentleman who is a TikToker, and he decided to walk across the country to raise money for St. Jude. And he went missing in action, if you will. It had been, I think, over a month since he had posted a um, post about his trip, because every day he would post videos and things like that, Mm -hmm. where he's at, where he's going. And, and radio silence, huh? Yeah, radio silence went completely off the grid. Speaking of radio silence, I'm looking for my... Let me add him to this sound because apparently I didn't do it, but that's all right. Uh, do, 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 do. Where did I put him? Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I put him in the TikTok folder. That would make sense. And I put him in his own folder. Okay, so where has David Post been? And I did reach out to him after he posted today to see if he wanted to come on the show and give an update. But there's a very good reason why David Post went AWOL. Hey, guys. It's me, David. And it's August 30th, 2021. And uh, I think you guys uh, should get an explanation of what's been going on and what I've been doing for the past month. Honestly, I've been... In Jackson, Tennessee, I uh, need some money, <laughs> so I uh, put in some applications to some places while I was here about a month ago, and in uh, 20 minutes, I got uh, a call from a restaurant, and uh, that's where I've been working for the past month. <laughs> so uh, it's a different kind of job. I've um, never worked in like any retail or fast food or or, um, or even like a restaurant like this, like a, like a real restaurant. And uh, it's just been a great experience for me, and the people I've uh, I've met there actually treated me, you know, semi-normal, you know, <laughs> which is uh, nice. So it's, uh, it's cool to be able to you know interact with people and uh, you know go to work and have a routine like that. I really enjoyed it. And so he so, goes on to say that you know over I mean. a while he felt like focusing on the TikToks and the Instagram. He was losing focus on his mission and what he was doing. He was getting to the point where he was more concerned about the views and the content and not so much about what he was doing to raise money. I will say this. The so the mission was kind of getting blinded by all the social media. Well, not only that, he goes on to say, so he's working at this restaurant until like midnight and then going and sleeping in the tent. So it's not like he's making money and sleeping in an apartment. He's still doing the tent thing. And this says a lot about his character because I don't know this, the back end, but I'm assuming that the GoFundMe page that he has, he has access to. And I know there's money in there because when you go to his page, you can see how much is donated. He put a month pause on his journey to raise revenue to live off of, which means he did not tap into the money donated to the, the cause which there's plenty of money in there, he could have done so. Yeah, basically that money doesn't exist. Yeah, and 
you know, that we've heard so many times about people raising money and then they, it's all a scam. Here's a guy. And so long story short, he goes on to say, I've, I've, collected some money i've had time to reflect and he's back on the road so uh starting today he's back on the road he's still heading west he uh thanked the people of tennessee for being nice to him and he's uh he's getting back to it and he's getting back on the road which is good to hear but yeah to me it's just it was refreshing you know i can understand him putting a pause on his trip because you know you need food you need the ability to buy water New shoes. <laughs> but yeah, so that is what he has been up to. Very good. No, that says a lot. And that actually is kind of brings up something I was going to talk about character. You know, the fact of the matter is uh, you and I are very similar. And I think most people <clears throat> that we know and, and relate with, you know, we judge people by the content of their character and not anything else. Oh, you're an asshole. Uh, you can't do that nowadays. By not recognizing other things, you're demeaning those other features and people. You can't judge people by the content of character anymore. <laughs> Sorry. That is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. So before my head explodes, we'll move on. So anyhow, character, go ahead. But anyway, you know, and that's the biggest problem. Like one of what, and to me, that ties into the one of the things you hear now. It's not about equal opportunity; it's about equal results. Equity, equal. Basically, everybody doesn't matter where you come from; you end up with the same result at the end, which socialism is very disingenuous because there are people of different intelligence level. There's people of different drive you know, so on and so forth, that that's a way to fail is to say everybody has to have an equal it's an outcome is actually the, the term I'm looking for. And unfortunately, that's just not how life works. And I just think those people who feel that way are lacking in character. Mm-hmm. Because it is different levels of effort. It is different levels of intelligence and drive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Has nothing to do with race it has nothing to do with gender in my opinion it has nothing to do with any of that stuff it is your motivation staying self-motivation and getting to that point you know that's that's kind of my little diatribe for the day well speaking of which um <laughs> this kind of segues into a clip i recorded earlier when what's your opinion or thought on spike lee I really don't have one. You for those listening at home who's under the age of makes good movies twenty, exactly. Spike Lee um, started putting out movies in the early eighties. I want to say uh, Michael mm-hmm. Rappaport was featured in a lot of them. Let's see Spike Lee's movies. New Jack City was one, right? Yep. Uh, popular movies directed by Spike Lee. Um, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Here's his filmography here. He's got quite a few of them. Let's see here. Wow. Going back on 1983. Uh, Joe's Bed, Stu's Barbershop. We Cut Heads. 1986, She's Got a Habit. 1988, School Days. 1989. How's that spelled, by the way? D-A-Z-E. 89, this is when he kind of came on my radar. Not because I've seen the movie. This one, his, I think he really started to break, which was Do the Right Thing. That was the name. Yeah. Uh, 1990, Mo Better Blues. 1991, uh, MTV promoted the shit out of this one, which was Jungle Fever. 
And then obviously 1992, Malcolm X. 1994, Crooklyn. 95, Clockers. 96, he did Girl 6 and Get on the Bus. 1996, he also did He Got Game. 1999, Summer of Sam, which was the movie about um, Berkowitz, Son of Sam Killer, mm-hmm. um, which was a good movie. Uh, where were we at? Um, Son of Sam, uh, Bamboozled, 2002, 25th Hour, which was a good flick. Do you remember that? Wasn't that the Ed... I don't N- think I've seen that one. That was the Ed Norton vehicle, I believe, right? That's where he got... He got not pr- the machinist. So that was the machinist. I thought where he lost all that weight. No, uh, just, yeah, Edward Norton. Twenty fifth hour was basically um, Ed oh, Norton got in trouble. Thinking. He had to go to prison. He basically it was one of the stories where he had to turn himself in after going to court. And so, like, right before going to turn himself in the prison, he was handling all his business, saying his last goodbyes, handling things. Very good movie. Two thousand four, she hates me. Inside Man, Miracle, blah blah blah, all the way up to twenty twenty. Uh, Defy Bloods, 2018 Black Klansman. My point being is he was not deterred. No one got in his way, prevented him from making movies. But more importantly, no one got in his way, and the money he made off that worked quite well. Good for him. Fantastic. He beat the odds, became a millionaire. Right? So that is a question. Do people get in people's way, or do people get in their own? Well, the reason I bring all this up is because Spike Lee is being paid and endorsed to promote a company that runs ATM machines that converts digital money into real money. Yep. We got a few of those out here. Which is fine with that. But listen, just I'll shut up. Listen to this video, this commercial. Our currency is not current. Old money, as rich as it looks, is flat out broke. Don't believe me? I got the receipts. They call it green, but it's only white. Where's the women? The black folks and the people of color. Native Americans got a nickel. A nickel! People don't even stop to pick up a nickel off the side. Seven million Americans have no bank account. 20 million are underbanked. Old money's not going to pick us up. It pushes us down. Exploits. Systematically oppresses. But new money, new money is positive, inclusive, fluid, strong, culturally rich. Where status is anything but status quo. Do your own research. The digital rebellion is here. Old money is out. New money. Did that old money not make his bank account fill up? Now, old money not only made his bank account fill up, but to make the new money, you have to have a lot of computers. You got to spend a lot of electricity. Uh, actually, it's it's creating a strain on the power grid. Believe it or not. And guess There's what happens when you go to that ATM machine? It spits out old money. Yeah, but the fact that in order to sell the concept of going to digital currency, now you got to make paper money racist. He said it. It's he. He said it. It's not green. It's white. He brought. 
it is playing on that whole thing. And I do get I, I do understand the angle that, you know, there's no black representation as far as the figures on the on the currency. Okay. But it's not like the figures on the currency are from modern times. It's not like we've updated them through the years and just not included any minorities. Throw Brock on a bill. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. But it's like does everything have to be turned into racism nowadays? Now now it's okay. Because it's not about the content of your character. And it's this is a commercial that plays on down. Roku TV. That's where I heard it. It's not it's like you just see it on YouTube. It's like on Roku TV now. It's like, wow. It's like everything now. It's like everything. We heard about the rocket, the the Wisconsin college that got moved because it was racist. You heard about that boulder? Yeah, briefly. What's that saying? Woke policies equals... Broke. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, look what happened to Coca-Cola. But let's change the subject, because... May I help you? Wow, she's changing the subject. You want up here? So, um, did you see that video I sent you about the milk crate challenge? (laughs) Yeah, and I actually saw Demo do a a thing on that today, too. It's kind of funny. Now, (laughs) TikTok's taking them down. You can't even put in hashtag milk crate challenge. Nothing comes up. Uh-huh. My whole thing is, what's wrong with it? <laughs> We've done more dangerous shit in our, our, our age. That's my point. And I, and I did a TikTok on it, but I want to expand it. 40 years ago, skateboarding was an underground thing. People ended up in the emergency room. Now you're going to say, Don, how can you say the milk crate challenge is anything close to skateboarding? It's not, but the fact that they're saying milk crate challenge needs to stop because people are in emergency rooms. People in emergency rooms and skateboarding until they develop the skill to master the challenge. Parkour is relatively young. Parkour started about 12 years ago. People jumping off buildings, doing backflips off concrete, trespassing, getting arrested. It was very dangerous. Now a lot of those cats are on American Ninja Warrior. Base jumping. But more importantly, Gordon hit my point on the head. When we were young, especially growing up in Kentucky, and I'm sure anybody who grew up with a barn on their property did the same thing, haylofts were quite fun to reenact action movies where you're hanging off the cliff or jumping out of an exploding spaceship. How many kids grew up jumping out of haylofts, which are anywhere between 9 to 12 feet off the ground? Or roofs of houses. Roofs of houses. How many kids when we were playing guns? Climbed up a tree, got on that tree branch about eight feet off the ground so that you can drop and roll like you're a paratrooper landing in the field. All these things were just as dangerous as the milk crate challenge. If people want to fulfill their boredom, test their balancing skills, and have some fun, let them. Put a danger. Most of the milk crate challenge, from what I've seen, is more like young adults anyway. Yeah, some you, young adults, and some of them are overweight, and some of them are getting effed up, but no more effed up than seeing a 18-year-old kid blowing it out, trying to do ollie down six flights of stairs or crack his nuts on handrails. That ends up on every episode of America's Funniest Home Videos and the like. Hell, or uh, ends up hit by a car. Rob Deerdick has made a supplemental in career off of those type of videos, so the fact yep. now they have spinoffs with like food videos of the different hosts, which I think mm-hmm. failed. Tiffany Amethyst was doing one. But my point being is just put the warning logo at the bottom, just like you do with the people riding mountain bikes off of cliffs and snowboarding and skateboarding. Why take it down? 
well, what they're going to want you to do is, yeah, you can do the milk treat crate challenge, but I mean, you need to see mattresses around the bottom of it. So if you fall off, or just put on a helmet. <laughs> Duh. I mean, UFC, that's way more, you know, fight, uh, mixed martial arts, way more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. The question is, who are the Karens going after it? Well, it's, uh, it's, I mean, like I said, TikTok's taking the videos down because they're dangerous. I think YouTube's declared they're going to take them down. I've seen it on the news. And it's just like, let people do what they want to do. Better than Tide, Pod, Tide Pods. Exactly. <laughs> so what's new in your neck of the woods, friend? Um, Tahoe's burning down. That'll be in my news later today. Uh, just working, watching... Um, I don't know, man. It's just it's just been nuts. Um, been kind of hiding now. It's been crazy hot. Really, not much. Just doing stuff with the family, and uh, that's that's kind of it. I'm not really an exciting person. I haven't been hiking, recovering uh, finally over these illnesses I've had and and allergy situations. But uh, just kind of been laying low, trying to get back to the gym, trying to eat right again. I tell you what, one of the things, and I was talking to a friend of mine at work. Who had it uh and he was an extremely healthy guy and we both came to the agreement is after covid the biggest problem is getting back to eating right you just want to eat shit all the time that and with inflation we already know oh health we already know healthy foods are more expensive right that's why eight years ago uh new york city put the uh sin tax and they made uh regular coke more expensive than diet coke by putting taxes on it fast food had taxes on it were healthier foods so instead of trying to lower the price of healthier foods they just made shitty food more expensive so the poor people couldn't afford either one of them but it is it is so insane inflation has gotten so crazy um i not for nothing i had a red baron frozen pizza tonight wow you're diving low there. buy one get one free got two for six bucks and that's that inflation Did you regret price. it after you ate it no but I bring it up because of this. It was the meat trio. Pepperoni, sausage, and ham. See, you lost me there because I believe anything more than two ingredients on a pizza is too much. But that's... It came with nine pieces of pepperoni, which wasn't even enough. Most pizzas cut in eight slices. So that means each slice had one pepperoni, and then two of them had a half a pepperoni on it. So is it like a meat trio, but in reality, it's between the three meats, it's maybe as much meat as you'd have on one regular pepperoni? Um, Obviously, there's no Donato's. No, I mean, it's just the inflation's going up. we got to keep costs the same, and so we're going to take eight, you know, four pieces of pepperoni off each pizza to save money. Well, we did something bad yesterday, and it may be because we subconsciously knew it was our anniversary. We went into Krispy uh, Kreme. I haven't had a Krispy Kreme in a while. I brought them home. Katina goes, they look like they're half the size they used to be. I was like, well, they did go up in price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last time I went, they weren't it. even warm. And I got all glazed because usually those are the ones that are coming down to conveyor belt. Mine weren't yep. even warm. I did, shit. I did a TikTok about six months ago. I ran out of uh, pomade. I use Old Spice. And the jar was like usually this big for six bucks. Same price. Now it's, it's literally half the size and the consistency yep. is watered down. So it's it's happening. Um things are changing. Not for the better either. For for the worse. Um obviously we've been watching uh everything going on in Afghanistan and that great big debacle. Mm-hmm. Uh it is 
interesting seeing Same. some people turn on the current administration that you thought was uh, all about them. Not enough. Not yet. Yeah, if Trump was in office and there. pulled that shit, forget about it. <laughs> if Trump's son did the same thing as Biden's son, there'd be a problem. Yeah. Crackhead. Now, you Allegedly. have Vegas and Nevada has passed, well, not Vegas, but Nevada passed recreational marijuana a few years ago, right? Yeah, 2016. Florida, we have medical marijuana, and we've talked about it in the past, and when I go run and I smell it every other block, I'm sure this has happened to you. I was at the gas station, door wide open on my truck, standing out, filling up my gas tank, listening to the radio. Cat pulls up, just completely fishbowling his truck. Apparently, he's got a medical card. That's fine. But as I get in my truck and I'm pulling away, the smell... The smoke from his truck has now wafted into mine. And so I'm driving down the street and my car smells like it. I'm thinking, if I got pulled over right now, I would be here for 20 minutes as they're searching my car, trying to find drugs in my car, you know, because I don't have a medical marijuana card. And I'm just thinking, how often does this happen where somebody's like clam baking their car and they pull up at a gas station and you're, you have your, and not, you don't even have to have your doors on. You just got to have your AC on because you're sucking all that air in from outside, blowing in your cab. Yeah, unless you're recirculating, absolutely. It's like it's like it's got to happen in California and Vegas more than it does here. But and I, that's what's crazy. I've seen, especially people from California, but I've seen more people burning down in their cars mm-hmm. out here than when it was illegal. And I'm like, don't you realize it's just like drinking and driving? Yeah. That shit, the only place that's allowed to be done is at your home. Yeah. I don't, now, I, they are going to be opening up pot lounges soon, which will be interesting. Yeah, it's no different um, than a bar. Yeah, you could, they treat it like a bar. So I'm imagining a lot of these places that we have a lot of hookah places around here, mm-hmm. which with the um, you know we we got a pretty diverse mix. I think it's probably the one the most diverse town I've ever lived in, and probably one of the most in the country. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of um, Persians and uh, people from the Mediterranean area and the Middle East out here. So there's a lot of hookah bars, and I see some of those kind of maybe turning a little, depending on how stringent they are with their their religions yeah but uh it'll be interesting to see the big thing that had stopped it was a casino basically the state casino lobby or the group that oversees everything is what's made nevada the strictest uh standards for marijuana in the country which i think is a good thing Mm -hmm. um because people know what they're getting you know it's safe it's tested they can't even have mold in it yeah, and I I've got some insight into the industry because I know some people who uh, who are in the industry, and um, it's it's pretty interesting uh, to see. It's it's weird when people will leave this state to go to California because they could do it easier there without as much regulation. Does that less regulation mean less tax stamp? Uh, less um, testing. I know, like but out I'm here, they about can't the overall even have cost for the end user. Um, to be quite honest, I think the cost ain't. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Yeah. I, I think it's more just it's easier for them to get it done. <laughs> Speaking of cost, of I was behind a, a cat at the gas station who bought a carton of Marlboros. Mm-hmm. $127. I've seen it across the street. A sign on the uh, old 7-Eleven for a seven-something a pack. You still smoke? No, but the idea of someone buying $130 a week in cigarettes is insane. 
And I know same person who bitches that they're broke. It's like, well, you could you're buying a car every fucking month. (laughs) I know people buy who smoke a carton of cigarettes a week, and that to me is insane. I cannot believe. And that's a nice car payment a month too. That's that's a that's an Audi. That's a that's something nice, and that's not even a lease. (laughs) One hundred twenty-seven dollars for a carton of cigarettes. That's drug money right there. I mean, that's real money. That's not the thirty dollars it was in nineteen ninety-nine. Do know a lot of smoke. There's, I do do know fewer smokers, a lot fewer smokers now. But a lot of them that I run into at work, they end up rolling their own, mm-hmm. or more the old drum and, um, and and you know hand rollers than anything because they're just like this is stupid. Well, you could just quit, <laughs> you know. Joining us now from the Digital Four Ten West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, before I say, how are you doing tonight? I just want to remind everybody that this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast is brought to you by our friends at At Computers. At Computers has been providing IT solutions for all of Southwest Florida since 2004. So if you're in Southwest Florida and you need uh, help with your computer repair, laptop repair, desktop repair, network infrastructure, servers, anything technical related, you need a bunch of TVs installed and put on your network, they can do that. A video camera systems, what have you. Give them a call at 239-283-1120 or head over to act-capecoral.com. And even if you don't live in even the state of Florida, uh, they can still assist you by ha- logging into your computer via their website. So if you need help with your computer, as long as you have internet, of course, give them a call at 239-283-1120, and they can assist you with all your computer needs. That's act-capecoral.com. And once you're done on the internet doing that, please head over to d-410.com. Click on that Patreon link. Sign up. It's a dollar a month. And that dollar a month will go a long way to support us here on the channel. And once again, we do want to welcome the Tackle Your Best podcast, which is now the newest podcast that I have absolutely nothing to do with. I couldn't be more thrilled about that fact on the Digital 410 Media Network. And um, so, yeah, we're looking to do more of that. So if you and your friends or whatever have decided you want to be one of the millions of people out there with a podcast, um, but you don't know the logistics sides or the distribution side, and you want to perhaps maybe uh, join the Digital 410 Network, just email us at info at d-410.com, and perhaps, just maybe, we can assist you as well. Gordon, now it's time for the news. Uh-oh. Uh, so how am I doing? I tell you what, I and the children of the United States are doing better than the children of China. Well, that's the... <laughs> I know that's a stretch. It's a little more different. It's com- not the story you think it's about. You're comparing a social republic to China, communist China. Well, we are kind of headed that way. Yeah, I know. That's why I said uh, a socialist republic. Beijing. Uh huh. China is now banning children from playing online games for more than not one, not two, but three hours a week. A week. That's a little stiff. A I was going to say a day. Wow. The, the irony, harshest. The irony is most video games come out of China. So how's it going to? Yeah, the harshest restrictions so far on the gaming industry as Chinese regulators continue cracking down on the technology sector. Hint, hint, hint. Uh, I'm sure they have an opt out for the cats who are e gamers because they make a lot of money. Not only that, miners in China can only play the games between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Fridays, weekends, and on public holidays starting. Two days from now. Don't they have school on Friday? This is according to a notice from the National Press and Publication Administration. That limits gaming to three hours a week for most weeks. So basically, you get three days a week you can play, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 9 p.m. Imagine the lag Hmm. at that point in time. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, yep. So the lim- uh, the, the limit. That, that limits gaming to three hours a week for the most weeks of the year, down from a previous restriction set in 2019 that allowed minors to play for an hour and a half per day and three hours on public holidays. That's a that's a big, big one. Yeah. How many public holidays do they have in China? Yeah, probably two. <laughs> uh, one is for Dear Leader. And oh wait, that's, that's North yeah. Korea. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they have a Chinese equivalent of Hallmark. See, if they did, then they would have more public holidays because they need to sell more business uh, greeting cards. As we can all see and predict, and kind of mention, the new regulation affects some China of China's largest technology companies, including the one that makes COD, uh, including gaming giant. Tencent, whose Honor the King online multiplayer game is hugely popular globally, as well as gaming company NetEase. Tencent, it's actually Tencent, stock price closed down 0.6% at 468.80 Hong Kong dollars on Monday, ahead of the the regulator's announcement, its market capitalization of Five hundred and seventy-three billion is down more than three hundred billion from its February peak. The decline equal to most or more than that of the total value of one company called Nike Incorporated and Pfizer Inc. Wow! So I got some. Fr- we we like mountains. We like snowboarding. Sure, we do. Well, I got some friends actually leaving that used to live in Big Sky. They live in South Lake Tahoe. A popular vacation haven, normally filled with tens of thousands of summer tourists, was clogged with fleeing vehicles today. After an entire resort city in South Lake Tahoe was ordered to leave as a ferocious wildfire raced towards Lake Tahoe, one of them is Sierra Tahoe. is It's on fire, quite wow. literally. They've got their they've got their snow guns on, blowing water everywhere. Which means if they get to the backside of it, they won't have any water left to there's yeah. no but um uh tahoe the sparkling gem of the on the california nevada border vehicles were loaded with bikes and camping gears i'm sure there's a few kayaks and hauling boats were in gridlock traffic on in the city of twenty two thousand. that's getting evacuated and it's like watching the evacuation of freaking louisiana over the weekend which from what i understand there a lot of people didn't have gas or money to to do it so no. they're stuck um Ken Breslin was stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic for less than a mile from his home with a quarter of a tank of gas in his Ford Escape. His son begged him to leave Sunday night, but he shrugged <laughs> it off saying, yeah, whatever. The well, irony of that, drinking. driving a Ford Escape, but he can't escape because he doesn't have enough gas. <laughs> Very much. Certainly the evacuation order to come. It would later be in the week. Before, it was like, no worries, man. I'm not going to. It's it, it's not going to go over the crest. It's not going to come down the hill. There are currently 3,500 firefighters and all those bulldozers and air support. So he's feeling safe, right? Mm-hmm. Until this morning. Well, fuck. No, fuck. Uh, uh, I didn't think there was any chance for it to come into the area. Now it's very real. Yep. Monday's fresh evacuation orders unheard of in the city came a day after communities several miles south of the lake were abruptly ordered evacuated as the Caldor fire raged nearby. But as you south said lake before, Tahoe's, it ain't going to matter because no one has any goddamn gas. So uh, South Lake Tahoe's main medical facility, the Barton Memorial Hos- 
Hospital proactively evacuated dozens of patients, and the El Dorado Sheriff's Office transferred inmates out and to a neighboring jail. So, yes, my prayers to all those uh, on that fire. There's actually over 15,000 firefighters currently battling Jesus. dozens of blazes in Cali. Speaking of prayers, Louisiana, um, I think a million or more without power. We're the whole at city of New Orleans Yeah, is it's down. insane. It is insane. Um, so moms can get pretty tough when 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 the youngsters are, uh, you know, they're feeling that the youngsters are in danger, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a California woman has been called a hero by state officials after she fought off a mountain lion with her bare Damn. hands after it attacked her five-year-old son. Oh, Jesus. The boy was playing in a tree nearby his home in Calabasas, which is located west of Los Angeles on Thursday morning, when a 65-pound mountain lion said, hey, you're a mouse, and attacked Speaking of mountain lion, Drew's back. Speaking of which, (laughs) according uh, to the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, paraphrased, um, Department spokesman Patrick Foy told the Associated Press that the mountain lion dragged him about 45 yards. Jeez. So those of you know, a football field is darn near half of the length. Yeah. Uh, before his mother came out to the rescue, she ran out of the house and started punching and striking the mountain lion with her bare hands, got him off her son. A true hero of the story is his mom because she absolutely saved his life. Absolutely. So uh, the, mother, the boy's mother noticed the attack when she heard her son screaming. He added the boy suffered traumatic injuries to his head and torso and was taken to the Children's Hospital of L.A. After law enforcement and notified to attack, the wildlife officials were went to the family's home where an officer noticed an aggressive mountain lion mm-hmm. in the corner of the property. Officials said that because of mountain lion's behavior in the location, we believe it's likely the attacking lion and to protect public safety, it was put, put it down. down. So uh, be careful out there if you are in Mount Lion country. I think you even have them, but you call them pubas or panthers. something over there. Panthers. Uh, when they want to turn, they'll turn. Yes, sir. It's all crazy. Ticked, uh, YouTube video. Guy was fishing and uh, gator came right up and he started walking backwards down the path. And that big son of a bitch was coming right down the path at him. That's a big son of a bitch. Yep. And the final story of the day. <clears throat> Strike. You know, chalk one up for a Michigan motorist who uh, may have been listening to one Adam Carolla decided he, he won <laughs> appeal over tickets. Oh, I thought maybe he did a left left turn on a red arrow. Parking, parking, parking. That's always a problem, right? Mm-hmm. A woman with 14 tickets had won a major decision in a dispute over whether a Michigan city violated the United States Constitution by chalking her car tires tires without a search warrant it's kind of an interesting argument <laughs> to me it seems like a stretch but apparently she won so go ahead in this novel argument allison taylor's lawyer said the fourth amendment's ban against unreasonable searches seizures were triggered when signal parking enforcement applied chalk marks and returned two hours later to see if the car was still there yep that old gag S- Siganal, well, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, and they cited an exception to the Fourth Amendment, but federal appeals court, and it went up to the federal level, That's crazy. said it didn't fit. For nearly as long as automobiles have parked along city streets, municipalities have found ways to enforce parking regulations without implicating the Fourth Amendment, according to Judge Richard Griffin. Uh, 
said in the 3-0 opinion Wednesday. Thus, tire chalking is not necessarily to meet the ordinance needs of law enforcement, let alone that extraordinary. Parking enforcer uh, Tabitha Hodgkins would take notes and sometimes chalk tires in the area where there was a limited time but no meters. The city said chalking was to signal to a motorist that vehicles were being watched. So needless to say, the good guys got one. Yep. And that's and that is uh that's it for the news today. Everybody this concludes the on. evening news, and now back to the Act Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. Thank you very much, and uh, for you World War II aficionados, head over to whatsascuttlebutt.com and uh, wtspworldwar2.com. We just did another episode last night with Henry Sledge, and um, those seem to be going pretty well. And uh, we're I was thrilled. Is this the second one with Henry Sledge? Yeah, it was the second one. And he told us last night that his mom watched the first one. So the fact that one Evie Sledge's wife knows who who Jeff and I are just is mind-blowing us. But, um, yeah, it's been going very well. We're going to have him on again in three weeks. Um, We've got some other guests coming up. Um, Hopefully, since the first one aired, uh, we've been reached out to. I think Jeff and I have been invited onto another World War II podcast. Uh, we've given contact information to a bomber pilot, tail gunner, and, interestingly enough, the gentleman who ran the boot camp for the actors on HBO's The Pacific, who worked hand-in-hand with Dale Dye, who also worked on Band of Brothers, is uh, going to come on our show, too. So, uh, interesting things have been popping up on that show. So, make sure you guys go check that out as well. And, um, as always, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight, and um, we're going to try to get David Post on and get some guests booked for this podcast as well. But thank you guys so much for your continued support, and we will talk to you all soon. This has been a Digital 410 production.